Welcome everybody to another edition of the Toogies Take Podcast. We are back again. Two of the guys, a couple of fellas. <laughs> I am here alongside Mr. Sin for the win as Endo Mills is uh, very much under the weather. It's starting to uh starting to be that time of year, isn't it? I don't know about uh I don't know about the weather out in California, Sin, but uh it's getting whole it's, you know, it's getting yeah, it's cold still, here. The leaves are changing. 90. It's still Jesus. 90 here, man. <laughs> I don't know how to tell you. Yeah, California's fucked. Let's see. What is the Central uh, Valley? This is what everyone cares about. I mean, it's you know, it's fifty five here right now, and then gets to uh, freezing oh. overnight. Oh, that's you so know. that's so nice. I would love that. I'd keep my windows open all night. Oh, it's it's right, maybe honestly, not all night. It's great. I'd have my windows I open mean, all day. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah. eighty five right now. This is one of the cooler days. It's been. Oh, we're gonna get down to seventy nine next Sunday. Let's go. Ooh. Well, welcome to a hockey podcast where we talk about the weather uh, and also talk about how Sin needs to move further east. I don't know how you put up with it. I really don't. Yeah. Not only the weather, but then I you got to watch. Then you got to watch the fight. sharks, and that's just terrible. Ah, oh, yeah, that, that was great for two decades. <laughs> <laughs> we had our time, and now we have. Have you seen? Before we get into the rest of the show, have you seen the sharks depth chart? I, I've top seen line, it. top yeah. line, right wing, Luke Coonan. Yeah, you know what? He's leading, leading, leading the way in points too. <laughs> Here you go. Second line, left wing, Stephen Lawrence. Yeah, it's fantastic. And, and some noted second pair defenseman Mark Edward Vlasic. Mm. Yeah, but. On the plus side for you, and we will talk a little bit of NHL 23 later on. On the plus side, in goal, you do have 85 overall, Capo Kakinen. Yeah, as well as very high overall, James Reimer. Or he should be. In your rosters, he is. <laughs> Kakinen's an 85, Reimer's an 84 for the default EA rosters. That is hilarious, because Reimer's was clearly the starter. Not that Kakinen's <sighs> not good, but... I will note on the YouTube side of things, I have a video out where I go over the entirety of the NHL rosters because people are asking, hey, post the ratings. So we did that. And at the start of the video, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to complain too much about these. They are what they are. Everything's going to be okay. And then as I go through all 32 teams, the game just it's a slow descent into madness. I highly recommend it for anyone who likes uh, the rants and raves in regards to the rosters. Special time. <laughs> uh, that said, we are here to talk about a little bit of hockey. Can you imagine that? We don't have a ton to discuss, so it might be a shorter episode today with the NHL season. Let's be honest, with the exception of the Sharks, actually getting underway tonight with the first couple of games. It's about time we actually kind of get into the swing of things. Those first play two the games Rangers. didn't count for the Sharks. Clean slate. I mean, <laughs> they lost both of them, so you better hope yeah. so. <laughs> But yeah. Lightning, Lightning Rangers and what could very well be uh, another playoff preview. I mean, we saw that obviously in the Eastern Conference final this past spring. Uh, and then Vegas plays L.A. tonight as well. So uh, it's going to be nice to be able to watch some hockey yet again. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, that doesn't feature the San Jose Sharks losing twice. <laughs> <laughs> like I had the twice in there really quietly. Oh, uh, God. I had to do it. 
but as always, as we kick off the show, want to make mention this a podcast is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. You can use code Tugi for 20% off of your order and free shipping. That is code Tugi, T-O-U-G-I-E at Manscaped.com. Manscaped, the best tools for the job. Got to look your best, even in these. Well, I mean, see, from my perspective, you would think, oh, well, how valuable is Manscaped? It's getting colder. You know, they need that little bit of extra insulation. It's not true. Still going to look your best. And if you're sin and you're still dying in the California heat, even though it's almost the middle of October, then you definitely need to look your best. Can I be like, you could just go to the beach right now. Yeah. It'd be a little cooler there. It's a two hour drive from where I am and it'd be a little cooler, but fair enough. God damn. Manscaped. Code Toogie. Thank you to you. Thank you to them. We appreciate all of you. We also appreciate the people that uh, took the time to leave us some questions for this show on Discord. Again, the link is in the description. Go to the viewer questions section like these fine people did. First and foremost, Tomas. What a question. You are mayor of a random, very small town. Population 400 to 900. I think I fit into that category already. Uh, <laughs> what do you name it to try and entice people to move there or to lure a professional sports team? I don't name it anything. Stay away. I like my peace and quiet in the middle of the woods. Leave yeah. me alone. <laughs> yeah, he's it'd be like one of those unmarked locations on a video game map that's just there and special and <laughs> you can't fast travel to it. <laughs> it's one straw hut with a chest. <laughs> Oh, I'm fine with them. I'm a loot fucking master. Oh, my God. So, okay, so that's what we'll turn this into. When you play games like that, say like a, a Red Dead or something like that, are you the type where it's like, I got to do every side quest, I got to check every building that'll let me check, I got to look for everything? Nah. No, nah, definitely not I, a completionist I, I am, in and any that's way. a problem. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, that Doesn't makes sense. It? I am not a completionist. I am, I am a role player. So, like... Yeah. Like when I play Skyrim, I'll, I'll often do like a theme to build and I'll have like a themed thing of like the stuff that, especially at this point when I've played so much of it, like stuff I'm allowed to do. Like it's like, I oh, it's like I can't do the skill or whatever. Or like, okay, here's my personality for this guy. What's he going to do? Like, you know, he's mm-hmm. hey, he's a good guy, protects against bandits, other stuff like that, doesn't kill innocents. I, I like to do a lot of that. That's kind of what I'm like. So I, yeah. So were you like, so like Fable back in the day, like should have been your jam. Never played it. I know. I know. I never played Fable. Aww. It was like one of the first RPGs and I can't believe I never played it. But I thought, I remember I'm like, that's such a cool concept. You can be good or evil. My goodness. Mm-hmm. But then like, I was put, your appearance. Like Morrowind. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Your appearance would change at the time, depending on your actions and stuff yeah, like those that. Are pretty big, was, yeah. I, I don't know how well the like first two Fable games have aged, but my God. Good, yeah. good memories for that. Yeah. So um, you're the mayor of a small town. <laughs> yeah. What do you name it to try to entice people to move there or lure a professional sports team to the area? I'm with you. Like, why would I want people to move there? Exactly. <laughs> and why would I want a sports team there? If I'm if I'm in a town with that kind of population, um, mm-hmm. I'd name it. Hmm. Definitely come here. And then people yeah. will be like, you can't tell me what to do. I'm an American. And then yeah, no one will show up. Yeah, Bidenville. There, now I know. <laughs> I, know I know people won't show up, man. We have an episode <laughs> title. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. 
Uh, I can't imagine what Endo's answer would have been for this either. Um, we'll move into some hockey. From Scroopy Noopers, question for the podcast. In regards to John Gibson's save against Anze Kopitar on Saturday, October 8th, did we already see the save of the year? I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, good. I was like, I, I, I'm looking at this whole time when you were like talking, doing the Manscaped thing. I'm trying to find video of it. I'm like, I can't fucking find video of this thing. It had to have been preseason, which means no, by default, it's not the save of the season. Um, okay, I think I found it from October 8th. I did find the clip. I'm going to send it to you on uh, okay. on Twitter, and we'll get your your live reaction to this. Uh, shout out to Hockey Daily 365 that were able to put up this clip in GIF form. You are getting my live. Okay, that was a pretty damn good save. That oh, was the that was um, sick. That was a damn good save. Oh, that was beautiful. The Great the big movement. dive out to the left. You know the uh, NHL EA NHL fourteen X button dive. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a that pretty was... goddamn good save. It was. Yeah, but I appreciate it. Yeah, if, if Kopitar didn't have to clutch that, that's a goal, like 100%. But he clutched it for a minute to settle it. Boom, right there, and then he shoots. But yeah. damn, that's a hell of a save. So what save are you saying about Gibson's overall, too? <laughs> 90 overall, completely justified, clearly. Um, By that save alone. Yep, there you go. Oh, you think he's trash? Did you see this one save? Yeah. From uh, from Dima, what will be the biggest surprise this hockey season? That John Gibson is, in fact, the best goalie of all time. <laughs> That's the biggest uh, surprise. Biggest surprise will be Vegas missing the playoffs again. Ooh. No, that won't Ooh, happen. I, like, I had a feeling you'd I, I go there. I don't think it's going to happen. I wish it would, but there's no fucking way in, this, in the – I mean – well, here's the thing. Like, I'm I'm thinking they probably have to make top three because the Pacific is just not where the Central is. That being said, two of the worst teams are in the Central. I don't know. It's that's oh, that's a man. tough question. I'd love Vegas to miss the playoffs. That'd be amazing. Right now, uh, you know, a lot of people ask us like, "Oh, like, hey, award predictions, stuff like that." Don't necessarily like doing award predictions like before the season. I don't know. It's just kind yeah. of a me thing where it's just like, I don't know, pull a name out of the hat. Who's it going to be? I think it's more fun once we're like a month into the season to sit there and talk about who the early contenders are. Because if we look back to last year, I believe it was, we were talking about, holy shit, Jeff Petrie might make a run at the Norris. <laughs> like, that's what's fun to me. And then obviously he fell off a cliff, as did the Habs uh, throughout that entire season. So. We'll get more into that type of stuff, but the biggest surprise of the season is such a tough one because like you focus on specific teams, specific players. Um, you know, it's like I want to look at say like Chicago and like okay, Kane and Taves, their their deals are up. Like, are they going to get moved? Will they be dumb enough to not move them and potentially? Resign them, which would be hilarious because that would be the dumbest thing you could possibly do. Mm -hmm. Um, I I look at the Bruins who are still starting this season without Brad Marchand and Charlie McAvoy, and saying that could be a problem, big problem. They do have some depth, but um, biggest surprise of the season. I don't know. I don't know. And you know why I don't know? Because if it's a surprise, that means we didn't see it coming. 
<laughs> That's my way to finagle myself out of having to answer that particular question. I mean, I guess I could just... Well, see, the problem is I can't even just be like, sit and just be like, ah, fuck Vegas. I mean, I can, I suppose. Yeah. Fuck the um, abs. But, but they're, they're going to be bad. That's the yeah. point, though. <laughs> like, yeah. like, the Habs are going to be bad. And every Habs fan just goes, yeah, we know. Or however, the, 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 something, yeah, we know in French. Um, so <sighs> I can't sit here and be like, the Leafs are going to. Oh, here we go. The Leafs are going to make it out of the first round. <laughs> There's my surprise of the season. That's, the a, Leafs good are gonna... That's a good one. Why didn't I think of that one? <laughs> The Leafs are going to make it out of the first round. They will walk. Actually, they'll run after the Blue Jays failed to walk. Um, yeah, there we go. I, I managed to get a, a Leafs will actually do good reference in there. I managed to get a Toronto Blue Jays absolutely blew it reference in there. Like the, I know you're like, and we, we've talked about it all season long. I, I know you weren't heavily into baseball this year. Did you see what happened with the Blue Jays though? Then they like melt down. I've, I've, they like, they did a- go full Toronto. They did. They were up, uh, they lost game one to Seattle. Like the wild uh-huh. card round now is best of three, which is kind of oh. nice. Oh. Um, literally I, the I games played shit. on three consecutive days as well. If it goes to full three, which is very weird. Um, and that's kind of baseball though. They're just constantly playing games. It's <laughs> true. Uh, they lost game one. Game two, I believe they were up eight to one in the fifth inning. Oh boy! And I think they lost. What was it? Ten nine or nine eight? L O L. Like just completely blew it. It was the Mariners' first playoff win. Uh, I since think since Ichiro. Yeah, like literally <laughs> since like basically it's it's only their second playoff series win since like nine eleven. Yeah, like they even with Ichiro, they struggled so hard. But man, mm-hmm. Ichiro, God, what a ball player he was! Dude, I dude, I was like nine, ten years old, and I loved staying up late to watch Mariners baseball because of Ichiro. It was nuts. Yeah. I got play. to watch them constantly because the A's played them. Well, mm-hmm. obviously they're in the same division. I don't know if they still are. Fucking don't keep up with baseball that much. They it's are. painful. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I am. Uh, I am fully bandwagoning uh, the Seattle Mariners at this point. Um, So they're in the uh, divisional series rounds. AL side is the Cleveland and New York Yankees. So obviously rooting for Cleveland. Come on. Mm. Uh, And then Seattle's playing Houston literally right now as we record this. They are up six to three in the bottom of the fifth. So let's go Mariners. Um, Then the other side, again, I don't know if you saw it, but uh, Albert Pujols career is officially done. Uh, the Sag. St. Louis Cardinals were up two nothing in the bottom of the ninth, top of the ninth in game one, and Oof. lost like six to two, oh. or seven seven to three, or some shit like that. Uh, and then they got absolutely blown out in the second game, <laughs> so they just Oof. totally blew it. Like Albert Pujols goes on this incredible run, hits seven hundred career goal or goals, yeah, seven hundred career goals for Albert Pujols. <laughs> Uh, home runs and just the idea of like here's this magical run might they win one more title without bam blew it um bam. Mets blew it as well so like instantly i was like oh man i'm gonna bandwagon like three or four teams and i got like one left <laughs> so i'll be paying attention baseball wise but just so disappointing so disappointing it's it's the hope that gets you right it's the hope that kills you 
that'll be our biggest surprise this hockey season is that Albert Pujols was eliminated from the baseball playoffs. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for your questions, as always. Again, uh, feel free to leave those questions. We will, uh, we're not done, not yet at least. We'll be back on Friday, though, this week. So, uh, yeah, get those questions prepped after the first couple of days of Stick Puck. But we do have a couple of big news topics to talk about. Like I said, it is going to be a shorter show. We're not going to try to just drag the length of this podcast out. We don't have to do that, and we won't. Uh, But quickly, there are two developing stories that are very relevant in the hockey world that we're not Mm -hmm. going to get into and overly dissect or dedicate a lot of time because we still need to see the full story play itself out. Uh, The first, of course, is the evolving situation with Hockey Canada, which we did get a word from Endo Mills. Uh, He said, can you send a message on my behalf for the podcast? Uh, He just wanted to say, fuck Hockey Canada, and thank you. Um, (laughs) It was announced earlier this morning that Bauer was uh, pulling out as a sponsor for Hockey Canada. I mean, after Tim Hortons, Canadian Tire, it appears as though this was finally the straw that broke the camel's back to get them to do something as it's been announced that Hockey Canada's CEO is departing, as well as their board of directors will be stepping down. So we are finally seeing some attempt at change, but still very much in the early stages. And I don't necessarily want to say superficial, but at the same time, just because you shuffle the deck chairs doesn't mean that there's actually change. This is going to take genuinely years to prove that there is actually change. And it starts with, you know, people in charge being held responsible for their lack of action. Yeah. In relation to that, um, Tampa Bay Lightning defenseman Ian Cole has been suspended by the team until completion of an investigation into alleged sexual assault and grooming accusations. We will see what happens. That's, that's the only place we can leave it. Like, again, I think it would be, you know, we're a hockey podcast. This is a very relevant topic for not a star player in the league, but, you know, former Stanley Cup champion, for God's sakes, that is being accused of uh, some incredibly shady shit. And if he uh, did, in fact, do this, uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Good riddance. Fuck off. Yeah. But we don't know. And everything. That'll be the intriguing step, depending on what happens here in the next little bit, based off of the findings of this investigation. So, you know, not um, not a fun topic to have to bring up. But again, both everything that's going on with Hockey Canada uh, and this incident, you know, incident in particular. Like I said, I almost feel like it would look a little bit shady itself if we didn't at least uh, acknowledge the fact that this was going on, because these are two of the biggest stories of the day. Yeah. But no, go ahead. If you got something else to add, no, I was just going to say, it's just very themed of, of hockey in the last bunch of years. The last year. Yeah. Like, yeah, the last couple. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it has. Yeah. The, the Kyle beach (laughs) story was rumbling around this time last year. Um, yep. Yeah. We, we are a year out from this, it was October this. of 2021 that, that he came forward and the rumblings that something was going on from Rick Westhead uh, was at the end of September and early October. Yeah, I mean, 
it's good that it's coming out and people are, you know, getting looked at and shit. Uh, I just, it's, it's just sad to think how much came before this, but no one said jack shit. It just sucks. Mm-hmm. Cause you yeah, know, it's, it, it, it did. It, this, this is not a, this is not something that this, these aren't isolated incidents. They're mm-hmm. clearly deeply ingrained in, it's it's tough it, but it is, it's at. ingrained in the culture because well, people continually get away with it. People are, there's something about, you know, hockey and the like not who attracts, who's attracted to it, but just like what people are allowed to get away with. They aren't taught boundaries. Like mm-hmm. you're a good hockey player. You're going to get away with fucking everything. It's like some college athletes. Oh, you're a great college athlete. I'm giving you all these good grades because I know you have to work on your craft. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a similar thing to that where it's just, eh, just sorry. It's tough it's to just look tiring. at because it gives you like, we all know, but we'd like to not think that the people that provide us entertainment on TV or that we go to the live events to see, we'd like to think they're not shitty people or that yeah. these governing bodies that are supposed to do, you know, uh, a better job of protecting everybody involved that they wouldn't allow stuff like this to happen. So when you now have this year long, like the beginning stages, but really it's been like a year long purge of story after story after story that's come out with people like risk, uh, Rick Westhead, Katie Strang at the forefront of that, you know, as it's just, you know, you continue to, to turn over these rocks and see what's underneath you know, it's on one hand very promising because it's like, okay, cool, there will be some change out of this. On the other hand, yeah, it's extremely goddamn uncomfortable. But it is yeah. a necessary step in in progression. So for those two stories in particular, again, you know, there's not too much else we can discuss in those regards, but they are certainly worth bringing up and mentioning that, hey, these are going on. Keep an eye out um, on these particular stories in general. Uh, but in... You know, topics more related to directly what's happening on the ice. Uh, not too much, obviously. You know, the finalization of rosters. We could sit here and talk about all the young players that have made teams. But, uh, you know, uh, a week from now, they could be sent back to junior or something like that. You know, yeah. every team likes to, uh, for the most part, give players some trial runs. So not too much to dissect there. But uh, we can talk about the Calgary Flames, their off season in general. I said on this very podcast, I thought they were done and dusted. That <laughs> the loss of Matthew Kachuk and just in general, Johnny Goodrow going to Columbus, like, oh, cool, they're they're screwed. Yeah. And now they're looking a hell of a lot better. You know, they signed Nazem Kadri, you re-signed Jonathan Huberto, and then it came down to the last uh, domino to fall. That being Mackenzie Weger re-signing with the team, uh, an extension starting next year at $6.25 million for the next eight years, which is a fucking bargain. He is a phenomenal defenseman. And on top of that, they also re-signed head coach Daryl Sutter to a multi-year extension. I, I can't recall the last time a team's narrative flip-flopped this much. Outside of like Toronto, maybe like Montreal this, when they made the cup. You know that's fair. What is it with these Canadian teams? Yeah, that's fair. 
but just crazy, like absolute craziness where it's like, oh, hey, maybe they can do something in the playoffs. They look absolutely terrible against the Oilers in round two. What looks like it's going to be a nightmare offseason, and instead now here they are, honestly still looking very much like a threat with a phenomenal head coach at the helm, a roster that has skill, but at the same time is kind of built as a Daryl Sutter team should be. You know, like they have that high skill up front, Huberto, Lindholm, Toffoli, Manjapani, Kadri, and then that bottom six, guys like Blake Coleman, Milan Lucic, Brett Ritchie, Trevor Lewis. Yep. It's, and then defensively too, I mean, again, Hannafin Anderson, Uyghur Tanev, Zadorov, and uh, Michael Stone signed a contract today. I believe Sheelington um, is currently away from the team for a different matter, but and then you have Jacob Markstrom in net. Like, this is a very, very well-constructed team. Again, when these guys looked like they were going to just kind of fade away from relevance for the next couple of seasons. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, we're speculating, okay, what are they doing with these pieces? Are they going to flip them? Do they get both signed? Do they flip one of them? They sign them both. And I love that deal for Uyghur. That's such a good contract, man. Like, he is... He really like again analytical darling. I think he's great on the ice. A couple mistakes here and there, but man, like he's what twenty six, twenty eight. So he's okay, he's a close. little bit older, but yeah, so it'll be thirty six when it expires. That's not the end of the world. Could be like thirty eight when it expires. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> immediately know what I'm referencing. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> yep. no, it's, well, it's not like you've been razzed about it to death like yeah. every other, you know, like every other Sharks fan in regards to their contract situation, you know? Yeah, Mark Edward like Classic. Anyway, um, but yeah, 625 I think is fine. And the term on that, solid. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's not a steal of it. it it's not a steal steal, but it's a good deal for him. And he'll probably be soaking up a lot of minutes, too. And, man, wait till you see him in a Daryl Sutter system. You thought his analytics were good before? Ooh, wait till he's in a Sutter system. I mean, on paper, as we've said so many times on the show throughout like our little season previews, it should work out tremendously. Like, yeah. It really should. Like All the pieces are in place, just whether or not they can put them together. So things are looking absolutely phenomenal. For Calgary right now. Mm-hmm. The Vegas Golden Knights re-signed a defenseman of their own. Uh, Nick Hague. About $2.3 million for the next three years. That's a fantastic deal. Fan of that for them. Big fan of Nick Hague in general. Uh, yes, video games have to uh, relate to that. But you know what? That's okay. You can like a player because he was good for you in a franchise mode. It's allowed. <laughs> Damn it. Um, like you said, though, I mean, I think... There's a lot of questions surrounding Vegas. I mean, I don't think it's the hottest take in the world on your part to say that you could see them missing the playoffs because it's happened already. And, you know, yeah. you have your, you know, starting goalie and Robin Leonard out for the season. You know, Laurent Brassois is starting the year injured. So now they have Logan Thompson, Aiden Hill. Yeah. It's, um,. It's going to be intriguing, I think, to watch Vegas. But getting Nick Hague signed, and I believe cap-wise, 
like they just had enough money to to fit under the cap. A lot of teams, I know Vancouver as well, went like straight to the cap ceiling of 80, God, what is it, 82, 82 something I don't even at know. the stage, I think. I thought it was 84, um, but I have no idea. It might be 84 at this point, yeah. Um, Freaking cap. Cap finagling. The most interesting thing to talk about on a podcast. <laughs> Um, and a couple other minor signings happened. You had Zach Aston re-sign in Toronto for dirt cheap, which I think is a great deal, you know, for him to be in their bottom six. And then wouldn't you know it? Wouldn't you know who won the pony? For the second time, the New York Rangers have won the Jimmy VC sweepstakes. <laughs> two time, baby, two time. Jimmy VC back to the Rangers uh, for league men. I feel bad because it's not. Like, I, I don't know. I don't like memeing players like that. But at the same time, it is just kind of crazy to look back at how much hype, rightfully so, that Jimmy VC had. And that it just didn't quite work out. Yeah. Which is the reason why when people yell at me about not highly rating uh, certain NCAA prospects who are, who are joining the NHL, it, it's why I always kind of laugh, just because every single year there are those great NCAA players that make their way and then just you know it doesn't work out or yeah. they don't even make it to the NHL level. Jimmy Vesey's had a decent career. I mean Jimmy Vesey's had about as good of a career as solid most people I think can reasonably ask for. Yeah he's been a solid role player. He's played some you know higher minutes and stuff like that but he's just always been a solid guy that you have on your lineup. Mostly right. in the bottom six. Yeah he is he is competent NHL player, and that is perfectly okay to be yeah. competent NHL player. That equates to a pretty damn good career. Last two things to talk about here, really, uh, aside from we'll probably get into some uh, NHL 23 talk. Uh, two trades. Vancouver Canucks acquire defenseman Riley Stillman from Chicago for forward Jason Dickinson in a 2024 second rounder. Uh, for the Canucks, they get out from underneath a contract that none of the fans were really that big of a fan of, as it turns out. I mean, they brought him in from Dallas, gave him, uh, God, what was the what was the Jason Dickinson contract? Uh, $2.65 million until 2024. Uh, he had 11 points in 62 games last year, so... Not quite getting the best bang for your buck, but they are able to bring in someone like Riley Stillman, who should slot in on the third pair for them pretty much immediately. They have to give up a second round pick to do it, which is a little bit pricey. So I personally like the trade for both teams. I don't think there's too yeah. much to dissect on paper. Good for both. Um, and then there was another swap of talents. The Oilers acquire Clem Costin from the St. Louis Blues for defenseman Dmitry Samarukov. I like a this little for the bit. Oilers. I was going to say, right? Like, I'm kind of surprised the Blues finally just cut ties and said, ah, fuck it, it's not going to work with you here. Yeah. Um, Sam Rukov wasn't going to do a whole lot of good on the Oilers. They're kind of stacked with top six level defensemen, even though some of them are playing in their top four and beyond. Uh, <laughs> I like Klim Costin. Like, I think he brings a good kind of element to the Oilers. And again, it's another... We know they need better forward depth, and here's a guy who's 23 years old. He's big body, six foot three. Eh. 
it's like Former. this is the time for him to prove it. Yeah. And this is a good situation for him to be in. Better than St. Louis, I think. I mean, yeah, his play style fits for St. Louis, but that might be the problem because St. Louis is built that way. They have plenty of Clem Costins, kind mm. of, or guys who have that play style. And Clem Costin now can go to the Oilers and fill, hopefully, a role that they need to be filled. And again, maybe get some... Any, all right, so it's like, remember when they played Zach Cassian with McDavid and Dry, Drysaddle a lot? Or uh-huh. Zach Cassian with McDavid? Here's a more skilled Zach Cassian. Maybe less physical, but he's way more skilled. Hey, you never know. <laughs> I mean, it's it's worth a shot, right? For yes. the Oilers to bring in this guy and just see, like, hey, will this work out here? Good Lord, he's um, born in 99. Yep, 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 yep. He was born in 1999, and that uh, equates to him being 23 years old. Isn't it awful? I hate it. (laughs) It is the absolute worst. So very, very much intrigued by that. To wind out the show, like I said, I think think we can dip into uh, some NHL 23 talk here. You know, you're listening to two YouTubers. Pretty haggard. (laughs) (laughs) So... God, we've been we've known each other now for like what five six years, as crazy as that is. Jesus, yeah. When when did I first hit you up? Was it NHL seventeen or eighteen? I, I think, think it was, was 17. seventeen, which would be yeah. twenty sixteen. Yeah, so five plus years. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's fucking wow. crazy. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I was saying that to uh, uh, to the fiance earlier, in a sense of um, I, I, you know, I was telling her the story of like, okay, so like today. Today, got a PS5 finally. Hey. Finally secured one. Uh, it's I funny sold enough, my it was... Charizard card for $250. Damn. Yeah, it's actually been fucking good. God damn. <laughs> We've both had great days. Shit. It was fantastic, yeah. God damn. Um, but, you know, I told the story of how I got my Xbox Series X, which was through uh, Monkey Dude 22 uh, If you've followed the streams at all, as a familiar name to you. Um, and I had mentioned, like, oh, yeah, shit. So I've known Monk for, like, two or three years. And then I'm just like, and I've known someone like Sin for, like, six. Yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy. So, you know, we've uh, one horrifically failed collaboration attempt aside, completely my fault. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like, we have obviously, as friends, consistently been in discussion about, like, oh, yeah, how are you feeling about the game? What do you think? And it's interesting because I've been watching a lot of friends on Twitch since NHL 23 dropped on Monday, at least with the EA Play 10-hour trial. And the general feeling that I feel like most people have is that it's more of the same. There are there are little tweaks here and there, but it does feel like more of the same. And... You know, for franchise mode in particular, you know, we, we've discussed it, I believe. The, you know, the big addition, of course, being Custom League. Good addition, yes. But how much does it really add from a content perspective? Because yeah. you can do what I'm doing now, which is having a 48-team league that we also put an extra spin on to have it be a fantasy draft. Like, you can do that. But then what happens once you start playing franchise? It's it's the same. It's still the same mode, with the exception of it looks like players can develop abilities and X factors as you go on. 
I think I've, I've seen one example of that. I know Tactics HD has mentioned some examples of that. So aside from that, it's just kind of the same. And I feel like it's the same thing for Ultimate Team. It's like, well, there are different ways to go about things. But at the end of the day, the game is the game, right? So it's funny because we've talked about it quite a bit, too. Like just the the general interest where for you, you're not like this huge franchise player to begin with. Like, you don't necessarily jump to, like, okay, FIFA's out. I got to play FIFA, Madden, NBA. But I sit there and play every other game. So it's like I see what changes are made and then come back to NHL, and I'm just kind of like, huh. Where are you right now as you start, like, franchise mode? Like, where are you at with NHL 23? I guess, like, your early impressions, how are you feeling about it? Because I still think we're on kind of different different levels still at this stage. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just play franchise mode for what it is. Yeah, it's this is it's the I don't understand how this is a new game. (laughs) I'm going to be real. Like there's so little added to it. The changes are so minor. It's just like this is a whole year of work. That department must be so fucking small. And yeah, I, it's, I, I, I don't a... want to blame them. I'm sure there's a lot of good creative minds in there who are just suffocated by a budget and corporate red tape that they just have to do certain. I don't know, man, but it's it's just not enough. Like, there's just there's so much cool shit they could be doing. Like, I, wouldn't it be awesome? Like, we were talking about this when we played 2K10. Man, what if we could all play a single franchise mode on NHL? Like, that would be fantastic. Why is that not a feature if it was clearly present here back here in 2010, over a decade ago? Goddamn. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> over a decade ago was 2010. Well, that's so again. Um, I hate it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just like, th- that was possible. So, like, what? Like, I just, my only, my only really, like, justification is, like, their code is so fucked. Like that, they 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 can't even do much. Like, like I don't know. Way to break this. I'm noticing new simulation like glitches in Be a Pro. Uh, there's mm. always been simulation glitches. Those same ones are there, but now there's more. I'm like, it's because I think they just keep adding to the code and it keeps conflicting and creating these horrible. Each trigger will set you know do something to another trigger somewhere. I don't know, but it's it's a jumbled mess and they keep trying to add to it i think and it's just it's just awful like all things considered as a, as a game it's terrible as an nhl game it's what it's whatever it's an nhl game like what what else do we expect at this point so i wouldn't pay for it is is my 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 thing i feel like that's the takeaway that you're going to hear from most people yeah it's yeah, it's it's what it is, right? Like it's it's NHL. And I feel like with so many people having to just revert back to it's NHL as opposed to necessarily being excited. Yeah. Right? Like saying it's NHL doesn't exactly convey a crazy amount of excitement, which is kind of sad. Mhm. But it's it's where we're at, and it's where we've been at, right? So, damn. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten one last chance animation, or ha- Ooh, one so far. Chip. Yeah, but it was it was useless because like the 
you know, like the goalie was going to cover the puck and I was just spamming the shot in case it went to my stick and my guy dives at the side of the net and swats at it. I'm like, oh, oh is that it? And then Architect last night almost paralyzing himself by uh, getting a buffered <laughs> shot. He dives head first into the boards. <laughs> All heart, though, right? All, All heart. heart. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's determination. And, I've never and seen any right other there. last chance thing. Like if, if I'm getting bumped, oh, I'm just going to lose the puck. I'm just going to lose the puck. Or yeah, it's I don't know. I mean, give me some, give me some last chance defensive fucking things. God, give me some deep. first chance defensive <laughs> opportunities. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Yeah, let me have a chance to begin with. Jesus, yeah, I, I have a poke check and positioning, and only and those only work fifty percent, twenty five percent of the time each. <laughs> it's like for the love of God, just give me a chance at success, please. Yeah. Oh man. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's I just find it very fascinating as someone who isn't necessarily as optimistic about the game to hear different opinions because I like taking the positives that others have or at least being able to take that viewpoint that others have and, you know, being able to just be like, okay, here, let me let me try to shift my focus to think of it that way. And, you know, maybe I'll find a little bit more enjoyment out of the game because of, yeah. at its base level right now, I'm just like, it's another year of this. And that's yeah. okay, I guess. But it's just that feeling of like, it's NHL again. I don't know. Maybe if I, uh, maybe if I had built my community upon like, oh, uh, let me open a shitload of packs. Maybe it would be hype. But at this stage, I'm like, eh, it's, it's NHL. Yeah. But. Kind of like you mentioned, too, it's like there's no massive BIA Pro changes. Uh, there's very little for franchise outside of Custom League. The yeah, gameplay like, is uh, intriguing in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, you know, I think they'd be happy that um, two of their most consistent franchise creators over the last five plus years that they're just like, yep, it's a game. but with that everybody we will uh i think we'll wind things down again we'll be back this friday with more uh with more to talk about i would imagine with hockey season actually getting underway the first couple of games to discuss so on and so forth hopefully and the mills will be back as well again him being under the weather wish him well on twitter at endo mills uh sin what do you got going on buddy well, yeah, NHL 23, I'm still still on my bullshit. Uh, franchise mode, a little bit of be a pro. We'll see how long that lasts with the gameplay being what it is and probably not getting as many views. Um, we'll see how long I feel like playing be a pro. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. of course, playing the franchise mode. Actually, I was experimenting making some shorts as well from highlights off of be a pro, trying to see what I can do to make be a pro viable again if it's possible. But looking, looking oh, pretty t- grim. Looking pretty grim on that front, so it looks like a, a whole other year, another year of franchise mode for me. We're talking like, yeah, franchise, man. Like, you gotta fight the good fight. It's literally, <laughs> it's the meme of, like, EA holding up Hut in the pool while us franchise guys are drowning yeah, and Bia Pro's exactly. at the bottom of the pool. <laughs> yes, it's, it's that skeleton <laughs> in the chair at the bottom. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Oh, it's the I'm best. I'm gonna make that meme now. Yeah, beat me to it because I'm I'm about to make that meme. Ah, uh, shit! <laughs> so run, run, well, win I that foot race. Um, yeah. With that, everybody, getting everywhere. Tuki twenty four live streaming on Twitch franchise. Maybe some world of chell if I can tolerate it. I guess. Um, you can catch me playing FIFA Pro Clubs on uh on uh you know on stream and who knows maybe we will have to dip back into nhl 2k10 at some point maybe some point much sooner than expected we'll find out <laughs> thank you again for listening manscape.com go toogie we'll see you guys on friday thank you for listening to another edition of the toogie steak podcast